challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to dive into a topic that has been suggested by some questions you've been asking as I've been traveling around the country and you guys have been catching me at conferences and airports and what have you. And it's very, very important. A guy came up to me recently and then some other guys elsewhere in the country asked the same question. And basically he said this, I'm finding that the women in my life resent or fear uh, the things that I'm doing to get the masculine nurture that I need in my life. In other words, um, in an age of toxic masculinity, in an age of the Me Too moment, as these guys are going out, they're getting their band of brothers time, they're getting their time in the wild, they're getting they're getting workouts, they're realizing they need to have that controlled violence of sports and being in the wild that's necessary for a man. They're spending some extra time with their bands of brothers becoming better men and so on. Uh, women who have the image of masculinity as negative, as a negative thing, this is what's being taught in our society, this is what the media and universities in some cases are encouraging, um, then the women in their lives either resent it or they fear it. They're concerned that as these gentlemen and the rest of us get more masculine, so to speak, uh, become better men, more noble men, more gracious men, more righteous men, uh, become better men, just men in general, uh, increase and improve masculinity in our lives because they don't quite understand it, these women in these, in these guys' lives. Uh, they don't quite understand the fullness of what's happening in their lives. Uh, they fear it. They think that as they get more masculine, they'll be more of a threat. They think that as, the, as they get more masculine, they'll be more of uh, potentially abusers. There'll be more Me Too moments because Joe is out there uh, you know, hunting with his band of brothers and talking about how they can be better husbands at home. You see, you see the disconnect. And so the question becomes, uh, how do we help the women in our lives, or frankly, anyone, male or female, who thinks that because we're nurturing a form of masculinity, that somehow we're going to be more threat, more toxic, more Me Too moment, uh, less uh, desirable in, in the sense of what these people, the, the, the men and the women that are concerned, um, uh, I expect or think might happen, uh, less desirable in terms of their images and hopes. Well, let me tell you uh, one of the great arts of men who are going to begin to make the changes in their lives to be good and noble and righteous and great men. You have to narrate for those around you what's going on. You have to narrate the reason that you are doing what you're doing. You have to gently explain without becoming preachy and without being dogmatic and without boring people with it all the time. You have to help the people around you understand. Let me give you a quick example. Uh, years ago, uh, when my kids were young and I had my early versions of cell phones, um, I would take, I would take a lot. I spent a lot of time with my kids. I blocked off not only weekends, uh, even though I was a pastor at the time. Um, but I, uh, all, I kept my kids all day Monday and usually all day Thursday, despite the fact I was quite busy, but I had my cell phone with me and my kids would go, Oh, dad, do you have to have the phone? And I understood that, but I explained to them, kids, we have a choice. 
either I can, we can go have fun all day and do homeschool tours and, uh, you know, go, go on sites and, and, you know, learn things and do exciting things and ride horses and go shoot guns and, you know, go learn things at libraries and museums and all that kind of thing. We can either do that with dad having a phone or because dad has an obligation to pay attention to the organization he's leading, we can stay home and I can sit by the phone. Well, suddenly the kids began to see the cell phone as the thing that was making dad free to go with them. (laughs) You see what I mean? My daughter would actually go get my cell phone and say, oh, dad, be sure and take this, you know, because she understood that either I sit at home by the phone or I take my cell phone with me. Now, now, of course, that, that kind of thinking is normal. But back then, a cell phone was a relatively unusual thing. Plus my cell phone was the size of a minivan. So, uh, all that to say that I trans by narrating it for my kids, I transformed the cell phone as from a chain to work that distracted me from them to the thing that was making me free to be with them. But I had to narrate it. I had to explain. I had to say, dad's here because, uh, I can receive a call from anywhere in the country. We can be out there, you know, brushing horses and having fun and, you know, eating pizza under a tree or whatever. Now, that's what men have got to do. As you begin to uh, learn the lessons that I'm talking about here in this Great Man podcast or that you're getting from others, John Eldridge and uh, Gordon Dalby, other people who are out there uh, writing great stuff and, and, and teaching men how to be noble and great men, as you're gaining this stuff, you'll start to make changes in your life. Well, Men, because we don't tend to explain and talk as much as we should, and some of us aren't real natural teachers, um, we just go ahead and make those changes, leaving everybody around us perplexed. What the heck is he doing? And in an age in which masculinity is questioned, not only do you have your wife and children or maybe your friends and family members going, well, what's he doing? You know, it's like, what's he doing? Joined a cult here? Is he, is he, is he selling Amway? I mean, what the heck is he doing? He's making all these changes in his life. Not only do you have that natural surprise about a change, but you could also have the suspicion that, hey, he's, he's trying to become more masculine. He's trying to become a, a more man. He's, he's got a band of brothers and they're all trying to be better men. Oh my gosh, this is going to mean abuse. This is going to mean me too moments. This is going to mean him coming home, you know, in a speedo and pounding his chest and, and you know, beings trying to be mega man, you know, in, in the home and we're all going to suffer for it. So, Obviously, that's all the opposite of what we're talking about here in this podcast and in the books and all the things that we're doing in this movement. You understand that, but they don't. So you have to bridge. You have to explain. You have to articulate. It's no big deal for a man to simply say to his wife, honey, I I, I want to be a better man for you and the kids. I want to be the man I'm called to be. I want to model manhood for our sons. I want to make a difference. I want to turn from some of the negative manhood that's been happening in our family lines. Look at your uncle. Look at my granddad. You know, whatever the examples are. Um, I want to I want to make a break from that. And I'm learning some things about how men need to walk together a little bit, encourage each other, confront each other. Uh, I've pulled together or I'm part of a band of brothers. We're going to start spending a little time together. I don't want you to be concerned about it. I want you, frankly, to have the same thing for you. Um, if we could just help me a little bit here, I'm telling you what, the benefits will be so great for you. But what, what I'm out there doing is not just chest beating and painting my face and barking at the moon. I'm out there letting these guys confront me about some things. I know I've got some deformities in my soul. And so, yeah, we're going to have some fun. We're going to grill up some things. We may go on a hunting or fishing trip, but 
But what we're doing all the time is helping each other be better men. Would you be with me in this? Would you understand it? Would you know that any time that I'm putting into this will pay back in in spades and a return and a harvest for you and the kids? That I'm doing this largely um, so that I'll become the man I need to be for you guys. And 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 how and, and I want to be accountable to you. I'm not just going to start, you know, be gone, being gone every evening. We're, we're we made our get together at thus and so time so that we wouldn't compete with certain things. But I think you're going to see some good things happen. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And um, if you see me starting to work out with some of these guys first thing in the morning, that's because I'm just becoming aware that a man needs the controlled violence of sports. He needs to to push against a goal. He needs to challenge himself physically. And if he doesn't do that, a lot of guys become inappropriately physical at home. I don't want to be that kind of man. I remember my grandfather. My father was that way. You see the talk, guys? You see you see what, what will help? The, the little little conversation I've just modeled, most women would be thrilled. They, but, but if you don't narrate it, if you don't uh, bridge for them, now they just see you as going out and eating burgers and hanging with a bunch of guys and working out more or whatever else you're doing. And they're, they're, they're left strangers. There's a principle that's true. Bring me in early and I'm your advocate. Bring me in late and I'm your opposition. You see the principle? If I'll sit with Bev and say, look, I'm going to start doing this thing. I, I want you to be with me in it. I want you to, to, to bless it, approve it, recognize what it's for. It's about you. It's about the kids. It's about our future. It's about our lives. It's about me breaking from some negative history in my family line. Here's what it's about. I'm telling you what, she's going to be the biggest advocate. And by the way, my wife, Beverly, is. She's massive advocate for, for anything I'm doing uh, to be the man I'm called to be. And also, by the way, for every man around in the great man movement, she is the big mama. She is the, she is the big sis that's encouraging all of them to be better men. So bring her in early. She's my advocate. But if all this is going on without her knowing what it is, if I'm not telling her, if I'm leaving it mysterious, if I'm if I'm if I'm doing things and taking time from family and obligations, which I wouldn't be doing if I was doing it right, but still, if in my clumsy way I do that early and, and she doesn't know what's going on, well, then she's going to eventually be my opposition and there's no need for it. Bring me in early. I'm your advocate. Bring me in late. I'm your opposition. That's a principle you want to remember. So talk, guys, speak, narrate, explain it to the kids. Kids, I'm going to be gone on a Tuesday evening. Um, but I'll tell you what, here's what's going on. Uh, your father wants to be a better man. He wants to break from some negative things. He wants to learn about how to please God and, and walk with other men to really be noble and good men. Uh, the men I'm walking with, I'm going to bring them over here sometime for a dinner. I want you to know them. They're going to be kind of like your unofficial uncles. They love you. They're going to, they're going to help me uh, lead this family well. And, and I, they're going to be men you can turn to if something goes wrong. Guys, can you see how these kinds of conversations, these kinds of narrations would make everybody excited? Bev pushes me out the door to go spend time with other men. Once my kids understood what I was doing with men or with that cell phone, they actually got became more uh, advocates for it than I was. Um, so what you've got to do is narrate what's going on, narrate the need, narrate what's happening. You know, don't just make it about, well, I'm going secretly to meet with guys and meet guys to have a steak for three hours on Monday night. Sorry that you're losing that time with me. Don't leave it like that. Narrate what's going on. Make them advocates. You know, 
I have even said, babe, there's a book I've read that really has helped me understand some things about noble manhood. Could I read you a few sections from it? Here, let me pour you a glass of wine. Have a seat. Um, Let me just read this to you real quick. She sat quietly. She listened. Now she's in. I mean, you know, she's a smart woman. She was already in. She knows what noble manhood ought to be. But there were some perspectives in a given book that I read some sections of, and, and now she's more armed. We've got to bring them along. We've got to make them allies. We've got to explain that this is good. If you just do it mysteriously or like a typical man, just up and leave and not explain what the heck's going on and then come back and not want to talk about it. And I don't mean to be harsh about that. Some men, when they're having profound emotional experiences, the last thing they want to do is have to talk about it. But you're going to have to talk about it with your wife. You're going to have to talk about it with your kids. You're going to have to talk about it with the other people that you are connected to. I don't know, business partners and close friends who maybe aren't involved with you yet in the great project of being a great man. My point is, you're going to have to narrow what's going on. And then you'll have allies. And you'll also be building a culture of noble manhood. What would it have meant to you? If at the age of about 10, your father had sat you down and said, son, I'm starting to understand some things about what it means to be a man. And I want to, I want to, I'm going to work with some other guys to be a better man. We're going to meet and talk to each other and confront each other and, and, and spend some time working this out. I'm going to bring you into it eventually. This is going to be good for you. I don't want you to resent the few hours a week that I'm gone or that, or that when you see me reading a book rather than, you know, throwing the baseball, I want want you to understand I'm trying to build something for us here. I got to tell you. If I'd had that conversation with my, you know, high-ranking U.S. Army officer dad, I would have, I would have just lost my mind. I would have been thrilled for him uh, to tell me that, and I wouldn't have resented one second uh, that he spent um, away or with men or, or building something of a noble, manly culture for our family. So, men, here's the lesson: narrate, narrate, narrate what is going on with you narrate the sacrifices that you're going to ask people to make. They shouldn't be huge, by the way. This is not a club you're joining that's going to take all your time. Narrate what's happening. Share the insights. Explain them. Think about what will happen in the soul of your wife, your daughter, your son, as they understand you're trying to be a better man for them. You're trying to build something of a noble heritage for them. What if your wife understands, I, don't, I not only want to be a better husband for you, I, I want to build a, a culture of noble manhood that, that, that passes down through the next generations, that builds noble men and strong, beautiful daughters. And you understand what I'm saying. Talk, gentlemen. Share it. Don't preach it. Don't insist on it. Don't demand it. Don't make them read 32 books. But seed this stuff into those around you. And then the women who might fear the change and fear what they think is probably an an increase of toxic masculinity, they'll begin to understand what true and noble masculinity is, what righteous, godly masculinity is, and they'll begin to cheer you on in the same way that you should cheer them on as they pursue the righteous version of their gender and their makeup. All right, guys, this is one of the tactics. This is one of the tools. This is one of the arts of being a great man. So let's get to it. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.